trying to rap. Uh, he was spitting st- straight tar. Spitting straight tar. <laughs> the boy was sticky. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to the Thin Red Line. This is Mark. This is Dave, and we're back with a side by side. I, you know, I've been thinking side about this. Side. Do you prefer the side by side or the top five? And you, I mean, they're both our children in a way. So I don't know if we want to <laughs> pick they? sides, but I feel like we've maybe cornered the market on the side by side. Everyone else that's is doing like, some top fives. Yeah, yeah. So people uh, make lists, but we've do. we've got this other we, thing. Right. I do remember when we did the top five side by side the five by side the five that was pretty side. funny <laughs> okay so that was a lot to talk maybe about. we have to mix and match a little bit more but um we're back with a side by side great um, side by side yeah and it's it, we may have peaked with tombstone tombstone if you want to go back to episode four back to our <laughs> first month of programming yeah but we're right back no food in front of us no treats um related to the movie minus the mexican corn cheetos we just tried but. Oof. Uh, more on that later <laughs> okay. but but uh today we're going to we're gonna we're keeping on our path of trying to prep for oscars which is pretty close like we're getting closer and closer we're gonna start making some serious decisions you printed out ballots for some reason you gave us a stack of like eight of them as if we were gonna fill out multiple ballots you, you might make a mistake you might make a mistake we can't cross well, it out some we have others to, start, to have, on have hand, to start like some here. notes yeah <laughs> okay so we have we have many copies of the ballot floating yep. around just for our perusal maybe we should just tape one up over the bathroom mirror tape one up across yeah. from the toilet so every yeah. time you sit down you're yeah. like oh yeah i gotta yeah. People normally put decisions. Bible verses there. You put Oscar ballots. You put the Oscar ballot all inside the refrigerator. Anywhere you kind of pause during the day. So you got to think about it. Hmm. Oscar ballot. Um, we should, maybe maybe yeah. we could make that a thing. Um, but in the spirit of prepping for that, trying to catch up with things, trying to make sure we're as informed as we can be, as prepared as we can be to talk about the things we... You can never predict exactly what you need to know, but you can sometimes guess... And educated, you could be better than than not. And so yeah. we're trying to catch up with Tar this week. So we watched Tar. Oh yeah, um, Kate Blanchett's movie. Who's she's getting praised up and down for this role. Already some precursor awards Correct. in her pocket for front runner um, for best actress. And it's nominated in other categories as well. Several. Correct. Several. Uh, so do you have those on hand? Do I have know? them on hand. Okay, rattle them. Up. <clears throat> the best picture, obviously. Best director. Best editing and those that's those three are heavy hitters. Yeah, along with best original screenplay. I was gonna guess screenplay. So uh, Todd Field is the director. He also wrote the script. Sure. Uh, and then the other one I have down, and there could be another one, but best cinematography. Okay, so yeah, it's it's in a lot of major categories, yeah. which is exciting. And weirdly, it's a movie that I feel like, at least popularly, like I know critics saw it and loved it. Um, but I feel like I haven't met anybody who's seen it personally, just in my right. day-to-day conversations or life with anybody. No one's no. been like, oh, I just saw Tar last week. No. And it, and it came like, out back in October. It's been around for a while. It's been around. So um, anyway, I was happy to pull it out. We brought it up a couple times in the past. Yep. So we're going to talk about Tar. And then alongside Tar, Sided. It's to lighten things up, because it's a it's a heavy movie. It's a dark, dark movie. Yeah, it takes ways. a lot out of you. Uh, to to sort of provide us a palate cleanser, a yeah. way in, and to sort of uh, recall the days of movie going past, yeah. when you might you might get a couple shorts before the main feature. We're pairing right, Tar yeah. this week so. with 1949's Long Haired Hair, which is a, a Looney Tunes cartoon of Bugs Bunny feature, um, 
where he plays a well he like he's himself of course but he impersonates a conductor yeah and so if you google long-haired hair the imagery you will see is bugs dressed up like yeah. an orchestra conductor <laughs> and yeah. the, so that's look that at our the instagram and you'll see the picture was you know tars the story of a yeah. conductor a character study of sorts and then you got long-haired hair which is a funny yeah. take on making fun of conducting maybe some similarities between the two actually surprisingly some thematic i know uh, resonance um, which I, I appreciated. But before we get into the side-by-side, and we'll yeah. start with Bugs, and we'll move on to uh, yeah. Lydia Tarr. Um, before we get to the side-by-side, how do you feel Laid on me. about um, single-handedly being responsible for, because we're influencers. Sure, we are the now. The sequel to Plane that has oh, been... That right. has My brother been, sent that to me, too. <laughs> that has been greenlit. <laughs> we were joking back then. Right. Back in that episode about like, oh, right. what's next? Uh, you know, train, right. you know, a car. But tell the people the movie yeah. that is They're, potentially coming out in 2025. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming that's the year. And you're not joking. I am not joking. There's an article out there. Um <laughs> Plane, the movie Plane. We did the wheel. We we spun the wheel. Yeah. We went to see Plane. Everybody loves the wheel. We it was better than we thought it would be. Was it sequel worthy? We jokingly said at the end because one of the characters were like, "Eh, I guess it leaves it open a little bit." You're not gonna go Plane too. What are they gonna go with? They're going with ship. Ship. <laughs> not boat. I, I can't believe going it. with ship. I can't believe that they would make the sequel to begin with, which to me suggests that it must have been financially successful. Yeah. It must have pulled in good numbers for this random weekend. And was it January or February? It must it have been right out of the gate. January. So, so maybe maybe it overperformed for its slot on the yeah. calendar, and they're like, "Hey, we can we can do this again. We can we can make a quick buck." Um, and so yeah. ship, <laughs> ship, and it's not it's not plane two, it's not planes. Right. It's not, uh, you know. Well, it's going to follow uh, the other character, not Gerard Butler. Who's sure. Which, Luke Cage character. interestingly, was my pitch during our conversation. Yeah, I was I like, that. why isn't this guy the main character? Do well, we need both of them sort of competing leads? Maybe the plane people sounds like, are like, this guy's going to, maybe when he signed on for plane, they're like, if we do sequels, you're in. Because maybe they sure. sensed he's going to be in the next uh, Stallone. <laughs> I don't think that's his career track. Is I don't know. Big tough guy. Well, like action Stoic hero. Action hero. And if you got a following, and he was, I, guess I thought so. he was great in the movie. Do you think? Do you think they want to get Gerard Butler? They're just not sure if they can, so they're billing it as a Mike Coulter movie. But um, on, while they're waiting on Gerard's people to get back to them. I don't know. <laughs> do you think he wants to be in ship? I don't know. I think it could just. I mean. You know, we don't want to give too much away, but if he he didn't get on the plane, let's hypothetically say, then he's got to get on the ship. And so you're maybe saying if Gerard, their paths diverge in the first movie, right. it makes sense that they would. unless Gerard feels like he's he's got to go back for him. So, but but as you described it when before we spun the wheel, you said like when I picture plane, I just picture Gerard Butler on a this movie yeah. poster. So if you associate plane with Gerard Butler. And that's why you gave up a, a Saturday afternoon in January because you you wanted to right. the movie to live up to that promise, and you go to see Ship, and there's no Gerard. I don't know. You know, yeah, is, I it, don't know. is it one of those sequels that fails to get its main its audience back because it doesn't have the uh, main cast? Anyway, a lot of speculation we're, for we're, early Ship news. I uh, yeah, we <laughs> this this movie could just never materialize yeah. at all. If it here's the it promise, could just be though. a line on somebody's legal pad if somewhere. Ship two materializes, and we're still doing this podcast. 
we're going to see it. Well, if the wheel lands on it. <laughs> the wheel will have nine ships and one other option, so it'll it'll be a loaded wheel. All right, we can't. Fair enough. We're uh, too much ship talk. <laughs> it's the long-haired hair. We're talking long, We're talking 49. Yeah. In the world of Looney Tunes, do you have a favorite Looney Tunes character? Do you have um, a favorite of the of the cast? You got I mean, Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, Tweety Bird. Silly about it, but I like Bugs. I think he's not silly. No, I mean he's the front runner. I it's feel. like he's it's the like easy pick. Superman it's is like your Mickey favorite Mouse superhero. is my favorite. Yeah, Disney person. Sure. Which he, which he, like Mario is my favorite. Yeah. Oh, so you're just a main character kind of guy. I think I'm a main character. You like the leading guy. Hulk Hogan? Probably one of my favorite wrestlers. So. <laughs> is he considered the lead wrestler? I guess in his <laughs> era he was. He was yeah. yeah. Well, maybe um, he was number two. But anyway, sure. so yeah, what about you? My Hawthorne, favorite Leghorn? I like, here's the thing. <laughs> I like pretty much all of them, even ones that are obscure and people don't like. Yeah. Um, but my favorite as a child, and if I'm staying true, I have to say it. Sure. And this is strange because he only has a handful of episodes. Oh, my credit. gosh. My Tasmanian favorite character Devil? is Marvin the Martian. Oh, yeah. I just think he's- He's a great I, pick. I just thought he was really funny. I thought about him for the, the helmet The way he talks episode. was so- f- Oh, I guess he was in Space Jam. Yeah, I know. Then I but it feels like, like a stretch. Yeah, it did. But, but he does have that, yeah, that Ooh. brush helmet. Yeah, I like I like Marvin. He's always, he's got disintegration ray. His yeah, acne he's disintegrating. great. And then it's usually a Daffy. Well, I guess Bugs is with him. Sometimes it's a Daffy episode because it's yeah. the uh, Duck Dodgers of the 24th and a half century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, that's, that's he's my favorite. Uh, yeah, okay. But so, but, like but, the but, villain. But this is just Bugs. Well, yeah, but he's like a, yeah, I guess he is a villain. Yeah. yeah. I don't think of him as a villain. I think of him as a good guy, but of course. just misunderstood. Most people who like villains <laughs> think of him as good guys. Um. But bugs in this in this short, um, yeah. it's about eight minutes long. You can find it's on HBO. HBO has like a limited collection, kind of of. Yeah. Oh, was it HBO? Limited, I yeah, was searching I Amazon HBO. Prime. Yeah, it's they're actually hard to come by because it's a Warner Brothers. But HBO has a lot of Warner Brothers okay. stuff. And, and if you uh, just Google Vimeo search "long haired hair," we I watched it on Vimeo. A Vimeo link popped yeah. up. So. But that may that may get uh, copyright <clears throat> stricken any minute now. Ye- Oh yeah, certainly it's not supposed to be, <laughs> but but now that now that they know they're running the risk. Nineteen forty nine, eight minutes, That's right. Looney Tunes. That's right. So the premise of this short, and you know, describing any Looney Tunes cartoons premise is to describe the whole thing. But but the premise is Bugs. He has this rivalry with an opera singer, and sure. so it opens. He's sitting Giovanni outside his, Jones. Is that yeah, his name? He's sitting outside his hole, his rabbit hole. He's playing, playing the banjo. He's singing like folky songs yeah. and you know just earworms and down the hill in his house is the opera singer and he's trying to practice yep. for the big show coming up yeah and he gets annoyed to hear bugs playing yeah, his bugs is disrupting him and so they start this little button heads they fight yeah. uh he kind of goes and smashes the banjo and as right. as bugs does it escalates and escalates right. i don't want to give too much away but i not only does because i i feel like one of the things if, if we're dissecting this a little bit is and most cartoons, especially Looney Tunes, is the violence. And so he not only breaks the banjo, then he shoves it over Bugs's head. That's I did. Right. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. it was. Uh, you got to go all the way. Yeah, yeah. I guess he did. So people have to be flattened, two dimensional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they what do. are you doing if you're not flattening? All right. Yeah. So pick it up. Yep. They so the they sort of the rivalry is established in that first minute or so, and then the the progression goes. First minute of Bugs seven. Bugs is like uh, he says one of his famous catchphrases, which is uh, of course you know this means war. He says that in many yeah. many episodes. And so then we kind of cut to the night of the performance. Yeah. And he's the opera guy's playing, and Bugs is starting mischief around the performance. He's 
He's uh, some of the old hits, you know, he's like giving him a th- a pen to sign an autograph with, but the pen is a stick of dynamite. Oh, yeah. Up. Classic. Or, or um, he he puts, you know, he's, he gives him a spritz of something to moisturize his throat, but he puts uh, whatever that that thing they always have in Lady Tunes, a liquid alum. I wrote it down <laughs> and it does like it shrinks things. I don't even that's like an old timey thing. That I'm sure everyone understood at the time. <laughs> He shrinks him. So it's yeah. busting around. But then, like, the main gag, uh, and this is, like, the yeah. the sort of title thing and the, um, like, the image you get if you search this episode, is he he then impersonates a famous conductor, yeah. comes out into the orchestra pit, and then starts playing games with Jones, who's up there singing, and yeah. he's, like, conducting. He's and he's following all the instructions yeah. because he thinks everyone... That's Bugs is in funniest, a disguise. You don't know that's Bugs Bunny. one of the funniest parts. He, like, comes in, and they're all whispering because, like, they know who he's like, oh, Leopold. Right, right. yeah, 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 yeah. And he's, like, and he's clearly a rabbit in a wig, but they instantly just, yeah. um, you know, they all just, like, fall in line because this is... I looked it up. There apparently, there the whole thing is a gag on um, a famous conductor named Leopold uh, Stokowski. Oh. Who have you seen Fantasia? Disney's Fantasia, yeah. the conductor at the beginning. Okay, that's that's Leopold oh. Stokowski. He, he was a famous conductor of the time in like thirties and forties. Okay. And um, anyway, so that was a that was a real person they were making fun of. Gotcha. And he apparently he was famous for conducting without a baton. Oh, so that's when Bugs comes out. He makes a big show of snapping the baton oh. and getting and then conducting with that's his hands. That's pretty fun. So anyway, the whole thing was kind of a, a, a maybe an in-house joke about about this real conductor, but. Um, but yeah, Bugs' whole thing is he's trying to irritate and ruin yeah. this night for the guys. So he's conducting, he's making him do long, crazy Yeah, notes. that's pretty the funny, hand, though. The hand gesture bit is like the main gimmick of yeah. the episode. Um, really funny. And like any good Bugs Bunny episode, it's like Bugs wins at all costs. You know? Right. So like whatever, whatever, however much of a fool he has to make the person on the other end, he, he goes there. Yeah. Whatever cross dressing he needs to do to make it happen, he does it. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, you know, like whatever it's always line that needs to be crossed. Bugs does yeah. whatever he There's needs. There's some to funny do. moments. He always in comes it out too. on top. I mean, so I mean, it's eight minutes. I don't know how much we can dissect it, but uh, you know, it's it's fun. It's likable. Uh, but the, one of the moments I jotted down um, is Bugs is uh, he's trying to get the guy to like keep singing and singing, mm-hmm. and then his his glove just stays in the air <laughs> and he goes to do something else. And the he guy, goes to mail a letter, oh, yeah, like yeah, an order, mail a letter to gets, get a package. Oh, get the, head, headphones. the headphones. Yeah. And then he comes back. Yeah. So I love that. And then just slips right back to it. And then, uh, of course this guy brings the whole house down. And, Literally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. And then that boulder. So yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, yeah. Bugs, uh, gets his revenge. I guess. I mean, Lady Tunes is great. It always is great. Um, it's I don't know. Did you grow up watching these? I feel like I did. They were just on. I mean, we were yeah. kind of a Cartoon Network house, so it was, they were just on. The reruns were kind of constantly on. Yeah, I never I saw agree. any at the theater. Yeah. Like, like people in 1949 probably saw this at the theater oh, running right. before. Something My understanding else. is that like kind of pre-1960s or like in the 50s before everyone had televisions, like you would just go to the theater and there'd be several shorts before right. the movie or be part of a whole reel of here's the news reel, here's a cartoon sure. short, here's the feature. Yep. Maybe it's a double feature after that. But yeah. it was just something you saw at the theater and eventually yeah. those things made their way to TV. Yeah. But so maybe Certainly was... people would have seen this at the theater if they saw it in 1949. Right, yeah. So I'm wondering, maybe that even when I'm jumping ahead, but you think of like when Pixar movies 
came out, they, they usually would have the short right before yeah, it. Yeah, that's a callback to <laughs> yeah. old Hollywood. Yeah, that's they kind of were trying to bring something um, back. Yeah, I, growing up, I, I like you, I feel like Bugs was just kind of on. I, It's, you know, you're hard, I'm hard pressed to, you know, Elmer Fudd, remember any one specific episode other than, oh, I like these characters. And then my next association was Six Flags. That was like the Looney Tunes theme oh, park. Oh, sure. Based on that. And then, of course, <clears throat> Space Jam, you know, and Bugs. Yep. I mean, that's where they're sort of like timeless. Like, I, it's still hard for me to imagine like someone going to like Michael Jordan and pitching him like, you're going to be with Bugs Bunny. This is this whole campaign, <laughs> Hair Jordan and Air Jordan, you know, and I'm like, and it worked though. Yeah. Obviously it worked. Maybe not so much with Space Jam 2. I haven't seen it. So. It's hard to recapture that magic, you know, because <laughs> it, really like, it was the, what made it work so well the first time around is first, Michael Jordan's the biggest star in the world in terms of sports if not greater than sports at the time yeah and so like even if lebron is considered the greatest basketball player of his generation he's not as i don't think he's as famous just the nature of media these days like everyone isn't watching him play in the way that everyone was watching michael jordan right and everyone was a bulls fan in the 90s because it was just well it was a moment you know right and it was it was a uh, universal national experience almost right and you have to be so good as a sequel, right? To one up a really good original, you right? Know? And uh, right. I mean, it, it's. I didn't it's, see it's the site, the new one. Did you see the new? One? I did not. So okay. I didn't. Hear, I didn't hear good things, and yeah. so. Yeah. 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 Maybe we're wrong. Maybe. We've been we've been wrong before. Have we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure we've been wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, but the funny thing about pairing this with Tar, and it yeah. was again, it was a very shallow idea it was like oh yeah there's that looney tunes episode where bugs is a conductor we're gonna watch this movie it was a very convincing text you sent me where cape was conductor wouldn't it be funny or wouldn't it be fun to yeah to kind of watch these side by side one is a lead into the other like the short before the feature and we we did it just based on that but it turns out like thematically it's there is some once we talk about tar we might there's Be some able to um, bring bugs back, you a know, little. these grudges and rivalries that drive the whole thing. And right. The, the it's. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like like uh, what's his name, Todd Field. Is that what you said? Is correct. That's I don't correct. think he like cribbed this episode of Looney Tunes to come up with the. I'm not. It's not that direct, but no. Um, there was more to the comparison than I than I thought. Initially. Right. Yeah. But that's that's going to Tar and thinking like I didn't really know anything. I watched the trailer. I didn't know yep. anything about it. I knew Kate Blanchett was supposed to be amazing because she yep. was nominated and everyone is talking about her as a shoe in for whatever. And then um, I saw the trailer and that was all I knew about Tar. And the trailer is a little opaque. Like it's not yeah. telling you a story really. It's just kind of it's very impressionistic. It's just like here's her and different in different right. moods and different moments of the movie and here's some like overlaid lines from other parts of the movie that aren't necessarily right. where those lines are when you see them in the movie and it's yeah. just kind of like an energy they capture yeah i mean the trailer I is going in. it's kind of unsettling a little bit the trailer i mean it's it's yeah. a little in- i mean it's intriguing but kind of unsettling and then um right ha- if this didn't get nominated for a bunch of oscars um i i would not be making a push to, out. To, <laughs> to see this movie. Yeah. Um, now, Todd Field, the director, I guess the movie he did before this, like, it was quite a few years ago. Um, I, I don't even have a good guess. I just know it was a, a, a ways back. Um, 
I get, it's a movie I didn't see called Little Children. No, me either. Um, so, um, which again, kind of got some critical praise. Uh, my, um, where I heard this mentioned, um, is he was in the 1990, as an actor, he was in the 1999 movie, uh, Kubrick movie, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, so, um, he, he's, uh, I think it's like Nick Nightingale's his character name in that movie. Sure. But anyways, so I've heard a few rumblings of like he the, he the, and and this movie as I think back, you know, has maybe a little hint of Kubrick to it in in um, certain ways, you know, as I think about that. Um, but anyway, so so are we are we switching from bugs to tar? Here? I think so. This I think it. we're making the turn, okay. taking a turn. We might circle back. We'll not. So we want to we'll do like bugs, a first impressions. What did you think? Do you want to just what you liked, what you didn't like? Should we try to give it like a plot summary? It's not. I will say this. It's not. There is a plot. It's not a plotless movie or anything. No. There is a there is a series of events and a culmination of those events. Like it is. But I, I feel like if I was going to try to summarize the movie, if someone said, like, well, what's it about? Yeah. I would probably say, like, it's more of a character study. You know, it's like... For sure. This is just a cl- up-close look at one person and how they kind of process the world around them right. and deal with the things that happen around them. This isn't... The, the movie stays with her exclusive are there any scenes that she is not in i don't i don't, I don't think i don't I think don't we think ever so. were ever the point of view never changes to someone else's point of view no. i don't think no. so it's it's just kind of follows her um not in like it's not like it's like a weird over the shoulder thing or anything no, no, but no, it's no, just no. like the the narrative clearly is just like right. about her and what's happening to her and how she is reacting to right. responding to these things happening around yeah. and her. when the movie starts she is at the peak of her powers if you want to say that in terms of a conductor yeah she's and, a prestigious uh, awarded she's got a book conductor. deal coming out or a book coming out tar on tar tar on tar I <laughs> great didn't, title I didn't, I didn't clock that title but not that you say it that's and then um, and then i guess the movie without you giving you know too much away is a little of a little of her unraveling she's about to that's take a good on way like to put it. <clears throat> the Berlin. It's like she's in charge of the Berlin Orchestra or the. Yep. And this is like it sounds like a. She's been know, in charge, but she's she's right. performing. It's like in the movie they establish it's right. post pandemic, like just recently. Yep. And their musicians are back in in person performing, and so they're getting ready for a big yep. performance that's going to be recorded. Yep. And put out on whatever I think digitally, sure, yep. and that's part of the conversation. Is it going to be put out on vinyl? Is it going right, to be yeah. whatever? That's like the the tweety things right. they're talking about in the background. But a big a big important performance is coming up. Apparently, it's the culmination of a series of performances she has done in recent years or before the pandemic. She's yep. working up to, and this is the last big final, most famous piece of music. The yes. thing that kind of puts the cap on this whole long run yeah. she's had. So that's what's good. But then, like you're saying, this unraveling, like working up to this big, important thing. Right. Stuff from her past is kind of bubbling up. Yes. And sort of sort of plates that she's been juggling for a while start to get a little tipsy. And that's kind of where we meet her is like right on the cusp of like a bunch of stuff hitting the fan. Um, as she prepares for this yeah. big, this big thing, right? And it is, and they right at the beginning, it opens like with an interview that she's doing. Um, I think 
like in New York it is. And well, you're skipping over the actual beginning, which oh, is the correct. credits. Uh, oh, not right. the whole credits. Yeah, I did. But, I actually texted but, uh, you right at the beginning. A chunk of the credits. I thought I, the movie glitched. Run at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Uh, set to music. And it's, it, you know. You're well, there's one, mo- there's one shot. And then all the credits. <laughs> right. So anyways. It is. Um, I, it makes you remember that it used to be like more movies used to make that choice to play some portion of the credits at the beginning. Yeah. I think like James Bond is the only like major franchise that still does to some extent. Well, like Because like they the... do such a fancy title sequence. But movies don't generally do title sequences anymore. And I wouldn't call this a title sequence because the, it doesn't like... It's not a presentation so much no. as like an uh, an actual credit roll with music, but I it feels also very intentional because it. I mean, you texted me that and it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> like you're like, do I skip this? Like whatever you said. <laughs> but I feel like it does kind of reorient you, like it yeah. acclimates you to a movie about music and about right. sound, and it gets you not thinking about the visuals for a second and just kind of. It lulls you into uh, maybe a more a certain right. mindset, but it takes a couple right. minutes before the movie. Yeah, actually well, I starts. think standard fare, f- like for a movie, is like you're gonna get the title of the movie, right. you know, or the production company, the title of the movie, the main actors, kind of like d- there's some visual going on, and right. they, their names are like drifting. Right, and certainly, generally, the last name is directed by. Sure. Before you go into it. And, right. th- and there's no uh, question, um, you know, if you're looking for one person who's in charge of this movie or any movie for good or bad, right? Uh, yeah. You've got to look at the director, you know? And right. so, but without saying too much, the reverse credits does set you up for a mindset of maybe, and it's not Todd Field's name all over the place. I don't even know if his name is ever presented. Yeah. It's all the behind the scenes people and everyone bringing this picture to life right, right at the be- it really feels like the end, what you would think is a credit scroll right. at the end right at the beginning um and then it goes into the movie i mean the movie does right. finish with there's still more credits at the right end. right that's what i mean that's why i, right, yeah. I stopped myself from but saying all the like, credits but you know the i think the kate blanchett title card or whatever is is at the end or something right so. Right, but anyway, yeah. you're right. They, then, then the, the opening scene is the interview with Adam Gopnik, who yeah. is a real writer for the New Yorker, oh, okay. and that was him playing oh. himself. And I noted for myself, I'm like, he's doing a great job. Like he was, he was really. Yeah. I, no, I thought that too. I'm really like, believable. <laughs> like he was really good. Like if you'd have told me that was an actor playing right. somebody yeah. from the New Yorker, I would have been like, well, they're doing a great job in that yeah. role. But even more impressed that yeah. he's. And I know this is something that happens in movies all the time that I always kind of. I think everyone does. You just sort of smile at when like somebody turns on the TV and it's the news and it's like a news anchor, like yeah. a CNN anchor. You like Anderson Cooper's there. Sure. And it's like, oh, they hired him to play himself in the uh, movie. I, know, I always yeah, think yeah. like, oh, that's kind of funny. It's a funny little joke with right. the audience. Like we got the real guy here. And I always think it must be weird for that person to act like a fake person version of themselves or maybe it's the same as any other day of shooting they just right someone puts different cards in front of them and they just read it like they did maybe, the news yeah. <laughs> any other day right but it does but, it immediately this is what i was thinking because it, it sort of starts kind of slow i mean the pace of it is pretty slow yes but it so i was gonna begin worried. with like an interview it's like a ted talk kind of interview it's like long two interview people sitting on a stage just, um you know and then talking but I felt like that set me up for like I felt like I was, I clicked on an actual interview of a uh, conductor. Right. Like I felt like I right. was immediately grounded into 
like if you said this was based on true events, I would have believed it. Or if she was playing a famous composer, I would have went along with it. Like it felt like, oh, this is everything about it felt like kind of brought it into like the reality for me when I was because at first I'm questioning like, man, this interview is going for a little while, you know, and you're like, or what's coming up next, you know? Um, Right. But uh, that it really does. I mean, I get it from the, the standpoint after having seen it and going back going yeah that really helped set up everything right because it begins with a long if you've ever been to like a lecture like this where somebody supposedly important is coming to give a speech of some kind or be interviewed it always begins with like these recitations of their credentials or their like accolades yeah which they do a good job of highlighting the fact that tar's assistant her name is francesca she's Mm -hmm. like standing off to the side like or maybe she's up in the seating. Yeah. She's like lip syncing, mouthing the the description as Adam Gopnik yeah. on the stage is reading. Yeah, it. I and like that's, that. That's too. a little inside thing. Like those things are written by the people who are coming to. Correct. It's not like somebody. Sometimes it is somebody right. in somebody at the venue at the event yeah. writes it for. But sometimes they are right. provided by the people. And that's so anyway, her right hand person. Yeah, her, her assistant, like personal assistant. Who's probably slash, heard that probably wrote it and probably heard it <laughs> right so it begins with this and it's and it's not even if you've ever been in that kind of setting and heard something like that you you know what i'm talking about like a list of their publications or their yep. famous accomplishments or whatever so what a great way but to get all that information a long one like yeah. it's an it's an exaggeratingly right it's so long this right. all the, this reciting of all, all these right. things i know and it's like to the point where it's almost funny how long it is, except that it's such a serious, everyone's taking it so seriously right. in the moment. Well, right. You're getting like, oh, you're really here to see someone important. Right. And, and you like, are. And, right. And I think she thinks she is. And that is sort of the purpose of the scene is to kind of teach you, like, it's kind of like, it's serving the, it's it's a good, it's a good conceit for storytelling because it's like right. normally you can't have characters just rattle off their whole past to you. It's right. like that kind of expository dialogue right. would be very off-putting. And but if you put it in a context where what you do is rattle off somebody's whole backstory, then, yeah. then it kind of feels more well, natural. Right. The and there is the, serves. you're basically on stage with them for this interview and then... I will say, and I'm not giving anything away, but having saw it and thought about it and thinking back, there is then the POV of the the redhead in the back of the theater, yeah. who proves to be a pretty important character. That it um, it took me a bit to like catch up in my brain everything that was happening once it got going. Yeah, the movie does that a lot. I feel like where it doesn't. It shows you things without acknowledging them, if that's a way to describe it. Yeah. And it's kind of on you to put all those pieces together later. Or I, I, I feel like it's the kind of movie that if you watched it a second time, if you could work up the, if you could make the three hours. I of could check my rental. You get it for 48 hours evening. if you want to fire it up. Um, yeah. If you watched it a second time, you'd probably see all these little illusions and bits of foreshadowing because, right, they they kind of tuck people into the background of scenes or they tuck objects in certain places that even in the moment when they're put in the camera, you don't realize that what you're looking at is important or that that person's significant or that that thing. But but they kind of just lace it in. Well, right. In this case, we're on stage just talking, like asking interview questions. And you realize later that that was a very important 
person that you were introduced to right at the beginning right. of the movie, even if you weren't paying attention. To yeah. It. So we hit. We gave you the, the basic synopsis. We're we're trying hard not to spoil this thing because I do think if you are listening to this and you're going to see us through to the Oscar episode, I do think you're going to want to to watch this yeah. movie. Tar will cover a lot of major categories um, for you. Give and you some so should we should we jump in with like some of the things we liked about it, and maybe some of the things we, uh, you know, didn't like as much, and then kind of our take on this movie? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've already kind of said a cup. My first few things, like I like I said, I liked kind of the opening credits as a choice, or at least I appreciated that it did kind of draw me in. I liked Adam Gopnik as that interviewer right at the beginning. He was great. I I had no idea he. Um, I didn't know that was a yeah a real dude. Um. My, I, yeah, I like that. There's sort of like an opening montage, I think, like you're saying before the interview, where they're showing her kind of preparing for, or they're showing like tailors cutting suits and people choosing yeah. things. It's like a little phantom thread going it, on. Yeah, I, I thought a phantom thread, <laughs> um, like the big scissors cutting the fabric. Yeah. But um, it, it does establish her. They do a good job of establishing her personality as yeah. she has crafted it, like as a person of taste yeah. and someone who's very particular about yep. a lot of things. And so I think they do a good job of like vi- doing that work visually and quickly, then also with the interview a little bit later right. in, in dialogue. But um, as a character study, it's important to like get a sense of this character at the beginning. Um, so I liked all that. Um, my, Did you have other early like things like that or other? Oh, well, overall, one of my, the thing I just kept thinking about and really ended up liking about this movie so much was I noticed how many like master shots they use. Yeah. So basically what I'm getting at is so the the scene will set up and what's referred to as like the master. You'll see everything you're supposed to see in the frame. And um, you know, so if it's you know, uh Blanchett talking to Tar, talking to someone or whatever it is in a room then the character pretty much is staying in place and the actors are just kind of working the room, whether they're closer yeah. to the camera or farther away from it. Um, and then it would cut from that to another master shot, like a very interesting looking shots, but yeah. very rarely with once the shot is set up with a intercut within the scene, which is generally what you would find in most movies. And so at some point it felt like a little kind of like a stage play ask yeah. i could easily see like uh you know if this was based on some kind of stage play or something like that i mean it moves or there's certain things that would be tricky to pull off but um i i ended up really kind of liking that um just because it felt in a it felt fresh or different i couldn't remember like oh i haven't seen this in a while and at first i was like i don't want to be just like it's not doesn't feel gimmicky or anything like that it just felt like everything was I mean, I'm excited and now somewhat tempted to even pick it for cinematography. I thought the the look of it was really it, it's gorgeous. It's attention grabbing. It's so funny you say that because the very next thing is everything you just said. On oh. my list of things I noticed and caught my attention that I really liked in watching the movie or like that I found interesting. And it's just nice to watch a movie where like they're making choices cinematography wise that catch your attention that like it changes your experience of the scene right or, like it it kind of subverts your expectation because like right after the interview scene there's like a small little lunch scene with her yeah. and um and you see the the back of this guy's head 
at first, and I'm like, I think that's Mark Strong. And then the yeah. camera turned around. I'm yeah. like, Mark Strong, but he's got this big, funny, long. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it was hard to focus, really. <laughs> but the thing that's interesting about that shot, like you're describing, is they like normally if you have a scene that's like two people over a table having a conversation with each other more or less every time one person talks you would get coverage of that person like right. it would shoot to mark strong like mark strong's yep. angle or his camera then go back to kate blanchett's camera and you'd get the conversation back and forth and right. there'd be a fair number of cuts for that whole conversation but yeah. for long chunks of that lunch scene it would just be like the camera is like four or five feet away from the table over Mark Strong's shoulder. Right. So that Kate Blanchett is in. So you see the front of her and you right. see the back. And they just have half the conversation just looking at the back of Mark Strong's head. This master shot you're talking like, here's yeah. the whole room in them. Yep. And we're not going to move the camera back and forth. And we're yeah. just going to let Kate Blanchett do her thing. Yeah. And we're just going to l- let it linger. And so there are a lot of long take, like you were saying, like the framing is always really, it seems very intentional and yeah. stylish, but then it does lead to a lot of long takes too. It a does. lot of the scenes are like, it's the whole conversation in one take, or it's the whole right. um, disagreement or the whole, the, whatever that is happening in that right. scene, it's the whole scene in one, especially in the conversational scenes, they're, right. they're one long thing. And there's a lot of little subtleties um, there's a scene later in the movie when she has to confront uh, someone who works at the Berlin uh, Orchestra oh, right. and tell him, you know, that that oh, she's, yeah. she's kind of playing with his job. Sergio, and he's he's uh, I think it's Sebastian. Oh, Sebastian. And he's always he's always he's always clicking his pen like this yeah. is his personal tick. And the movie yeah. establishes, uh, and I, I want to talk about this too. Like she's very sensitive to sounds, like right. anno- oh, yeah. annoying sounds, and so yeah. he's always talking and clicking his pen. Yeah. And so she walks up to him, and Kelsey is noticed this. I I don't even I'm sure I caught it, but. She like kind of pulls him over, but to the side of the room to sit down in a different chair away from his desk because she's gonna give him this news. Right. Yeah. And as she does, she picks the pen up off the table and like takes it from him so that oh. he can't. So that he can't. Oh, keep. really? And so there's these long scenes with like a lot of little subtle movements yeah. in them sometimes, that, you know, a different director, or a different vision would like put the camera on the hand, grabbing the pen to show it to you to make sure you saw that she did that. Right. Where in this case, it's like, well, we're just going to have the master shot. Right. And if you if you catch this thing here or you catch this thing in the background that I'm kind of tucking behind here for right. you to notice or not notice, like you could watch the movie and not notice certain things. And the director just is sort of trusting you right. to, you know, if you are there to pay attention to those details, you get it. If you don't, if right. you're not there to pay attention to the de- details, you don't, you know, you don't see those right. things and that's fine. Or I trust you to, w- if you watch it again, you'll see more things. Right. So yeah, very intentional and very, which right. is, which the longest scene is sort of in the first quarter of the movie right. too, when she's teaching in the classroom and oh, she's, yeah. that scene is, you know, four or five minutes long. Yeah. They get a little bird man in the room. It's one long take, it yeah, as she's walking take, yeah. around the room, and you see like 360, yeah. the whole room, and she's going up into the seating and down yeah. into the stage. That was kind of a cool, um, um, certainly is, yeah, that was that was an interesting scene. And um, yeah, it does feel like, so where we even were talking at the opening, uh, the interview. You're uh, really only talking about the first couple scenes. Right, of, yeah. Of a three hour, it, almost a three but hour But I movie. think that camera work sets you up for like, like you're a fly on the wall like you're actually not even supposed to be there as a viewer and yet you're sort of like and especially as the movie goes on you get more conversations that are like oh that's 
like what just happened. That's not good. More details come out to certain events because as we said, this is sort of her, her, uh, starting at the top and things are beginning to unravel for her. Um, as a, some choices she's made as a composer to like, I mean, I think we always want to believe like when someone achieves great success, they did everything perfectly to get there. Not that they did any false steps, whether that's even something manipulated anyone or curried favors or or how, right. In any, you know, played any games. Correct. And, um, which, you know, and so you've, you've learned certain details about that. Um, which, you know, I mean, she's already like, she's a very interesting character to, to watch. Um, and, but she's, it's only till very later in the movie did I feel like I cared about her as a person, you know, like she's so pretentious <laughs> yeah. and she's so yeah. full of herself and she's so sticking it. But cause, and you feel like, and when you're at that point, like you've earned the right, like I have you know, blood, sweat, and tears. Like I've poured so much into this, you know, I'm going to share, I'm going to dump all my knowledge on you. I know more than you do. I'm, she has that air about her, yeah, um, which makes it hard to kind of root for her, even early on. Um, so one of the other things that's going on, like is, so is she, are they officially married in the movie? She refer- I know that they're like partners and okay. they have a child. I don't know. Right. I okay. Don't, I don't she refers to herself detail. as like, the husband uh, in the relationship. And so, but they have a child, but early on this child is somewhat being like bullied at school. Right. right. So, and then, and Lydia Tarr, who seems like she, she's a composer, but when she's home, she just handles things that need to be handled. Right. uh, And then kind of handles that bully situation. Pretty, pretty intense scene. Right. Um, But I also thought it was like, kind of great st- sticking it to that kid a little bit but it also made me like and she does it in german so oh, right it's like, i know it's right like, it's the delivery it's a bit of a flex too right, right. like she's she's um, uh she speaks french right. in the movie german in the movie um, but as the like movie like goes on world. she becomes a little more vulnerable to things you know decisions she's made throughout her life kind of catches up with her in a way um so there's other like great scenes and again i don't want to spoil anything but i'm thinking of the one where she's kind of sort of running away from something that's i mean there's several moments in the movie where like something or someone's like haunting her or following there her. are a lot of horror tropes and yeah, elements and so, in the movie which i didn't um, expect but um i liked right. i was a little worried i was watching i was a little yeah. worried for you i was like mark's gonna be scared he's <laughs> not gonna like he's oh, not gonna man, like when this. she when she was looking for olga in the basement <laughs> there i was like couple, oh no there's a couple moments where right. i was like i i to be to be and now I don't I don't want to lead people astray about right. what kind of movies. It's not a horror movie, but no. there are horror elements. And I I like I had like nightmares and couldn't sleep the night after we watched this movie. Oh really? Like I was freaked out oh. by. And it's kind of the thing That's I was saying talking, a lot for well, Dave Love. Kind nope. Of thing. Well, I don't I don't. When I say I like horror movies, I mean I like that feeling. I'm not saying I don't get scared. <laughs> I'm saying I like the feeling of getting. I like that. Right, the, like riding a the, roller coaster. I like, yeah, yeah. I like. I appreciate the artistry of scaring people. <laughs> but there's a couple like there's there's a thing a horror movie move, and I won't say where it is in the movie, so that you can maintain this little surprise for yourself. But there's a horror movie move where you kind of pan the camera across a scene quickly 
because you're following someone moving across the foreground, for example. But there's something static in the background oh, yeah. that's actually scary. <laughs> but if you but if you're not but you might miss it and the character isn't aware that it's there. Yeah. It's like you think you're away from the killer, but the killer's actually in the background. Right. That yeah. kind of a feeling. Yeah. And there's a moment or two of that in this movie where like it's it is freaky. It <laughs> so does like, it, so like right. there's some impressionistic as the movie goes on, especially, it gets a little more impressionistic in like the line between what's going on in her head and what's going right. on in reality starts to blur a little bit. So that's when, if you watch even the trailer, you'll see some, some what seem like a little more fantastical moments in the movie. And that's not really what the movie feels like most of the time, but there are moments where she's having these, these strange emotional like, psychic things yeah. that in a little it, nightmarish it movie. Yeah. There's like this nightmarish quality that, right. that, ramps up as the movie goes on yeah for sure um and some of those it can be quite eerie so i appreciated I that that weird genre bending that i did not expect yeah um but again i i thought of you i was yeah. like Mark, I mark's not well. gonna sleep <laughs> okay again. i slept well after but again yeah, i watched tar then the i watched long-haired hair so <laughs> i kind of had bugs rolling around in my head when i was hitting the pillow. Oh, that's funny. So, um, so here's one thing I do want to bring up because, so Dave saw this, uh, before I did maybe like a day, before. a day before. Yeah. And I said, um, you know, Blanchett best actress. And you're like, I get it. She wouldn't be your choice. That's right. Okay. So I, I thought she was also good. I, I would have to sift through all the other female performances I think she's in my very head. Good. For, to, for the record, I'm not saying like she's not good or that's not okay. very impressive. I thought it's you were going to have the nice hot impressive. take of like, come on, Kate. I just feel like I'm, I think, I don't know. We'll talk about this more, the category right. and the other choices. Once so we you the think ballot. she's good, but you didn't she's think she's good. She, who, who then would I don't you think say I would she wouldn't be her. your pick? You must have yeah. had someone else in mind. Yeah, we'll better. talk about, I don't, we got to preview uh, the ballot episode. Uh, I'm not going to run through my best actress pick right now. You're not getting on the two Leslie uh, bandwagon. I'm you? just saying, no. Okay. No. Um, I'm just, I just, I think that's, this is something on a, if we, once we slide over to like things we have questions about or things that didn't click for us, right. I can talk about that a little bit because I do, yeah. I'm still trying to sort that out myself. Like where my, where my frustration or my dissatisfaction lies. Like may, I, it's, I don't think it's Kate Blanchett's problem or anything she did right but so i'm trying to figure out like what is it that was bothering me about some but we'll get to that in a second right. so um, other do you have other positives or are you ready yeah, to slide so over two there? two more positives yeah. one is um okay so this movie's two hours and like 38 minutes it's sure. two and a half hours longer than long-haired hair so just just <laughs> know one what way you're getting of, into one way of processing um lengths but my note is it didn't feel that long to me at the beginning sure i was a little worried because that yeah. opening scene takes a while. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, but then I just got sucked into it. Um, and then because everything is kind of unfolding and, you know, it builds the right amount of tension, you got to see how things play out. I felt like now this is this very well-developed drama that I want to see where this is going, even to the point yeah. where it could have ended at one point. And they took it a That's little right. further. <laughs> That's right. And in hindsight, I, I'm glad they did because I felt like I got a, even more of an understanding of who, like the, how driven she is to be successful, no, maybe no yeah. matter the situation yep. or the circumstances. I know exactly what you're thinking about. Yeah. And uh, I agree with that And kind of completely. a great 
I think like not to dismiss anyone who's trying to do whatever their craft is at any level. Like, I feel like there's something like if you're going to put your hard work into something, right. you know, no matter the, the platform you're on or the stage or the people you're in front of, like you're, you're doing it at a high level now. <laughs> right. Some, some, you know, who the rest of the world, whether they choose to recognize that or not. So yeah. I, I should add I too, all the, all, everything you're saying is true. That That is one of the main threads of the movie is yeah. the way you just described it. The other main thread that is tangled up in it and going along at the same time, just to make sure people understand the movie they might be getting into, is that she is a um, bad person, <laughs> right? It's not just about somebody like right. being a master of their craft and climbing to the top. No, no, and no, yeah. It's like there is a lot of like, manipulation There's a lot of quite yeah you should it leads you to a place where you're questioning like all of her decisions and how you think about people like this right and yeah what, and so it's it's a very and that gets back to the character study way of describing the movie right. like it's kind of all facets you get like different ways of thinking about right. this one person's decisions and it does kind of open up into like right. this well this complicated like there's a way to tell the story and many movies have and will keep telling it that is very simplified where there's a clear good guy and a clear yeah. bad guy and this is a very messy right it's a very messy uh conversation about this kind of a career and this kind of a talent and this right. kind of an artist and this kind of well a it is bringing story. out like um because like let's say you were you know you're in the world of the movie and you're a, a lydia tar fan as a composer right and now you learn some of these things about her real life right and so it is begging this question of do you how can you separate the art from the artist exactly that's kind of that's what i'm getting yeah, at like, like this movie is having a conversation about a difficult a difficult character it's right. not it's not just a like, right this yeah is this, a, is this is not is a, a, a conductor who who like you know no is is she's i mean but he, that's that's just for you to, to kind of dis the movie right. i think wants you to discover and appreciate right. all those facets and think about them right. so it's very the, much what the movie is right. at its core yeah um i i you, we basically captured a lot of the things i right. noted for myself too i like i think my main thing i like about the movie overall to kind of wrap up this side of my notes is i like that it doesn't feel the need to tidy a lot of things up for you right. it feels it feels like it's being like i said earlier like very impressionistic sometimes sometimes downright just mysterious or like not telling you the full story or kind of working more in collage as opposed to like linear cause and effect narrative it's like we just kind of jump ahead to the next thing and you're kind of left to put together all these pieces you were just handed to the point where I think I don't think you can watch this movie certainly not once and feel like I understood every single thing of what I saw, yeah. and and I and so, and I think a lot of movies you can. But this, um, this is the point I'm trying to make. You see, Plane, you understand everything you saw, <laughs> right? There's no mystery to Plane. I don't know, right? I'd see it again. But this movie, I feel like it wants to kind of exist in a place where there's like a lot of ambiguity and a lot of like. Yeah, what was that all about? Like when you think back on the movie and maybe you can you can come to some new conclusions or piece this or that together, appreciate the symbolism over here. There's a little bit of magic. Right. But not night, in, um, the nightmarish stuff. Um, I like that little plot threads are just kind of sprinkled throughout and they all kind of come together as the movie goes on, even though you didn't realize who they were even talking about earlier. Right. But then you meet that person later and it's like, oh, that's the person they were talking about at the beginning. Right. I didn't understand that conversation. And now I do. So there's yeah. like... It trusts the viewer a lot with 
holding things, holding on to things, piecing these together and kind of, if right. they want to enjoy the movie, they have to kind right. of bring that but, interpretation. But very to different it. than like uh, the um, EEA. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> I was gonna do the <laughs> E-I-E-I-O. E two A two O. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Where there's a lot going on. Certainly, you would benefit from a repeat. I mean, you'd benefit from a repeat viewing uh, of most any movie, maybe even playing. You've but, said that before, yeah. Um, but um, this one, not in a way where it's like it was so super complicated. It was just like things were there. And right. like you said, kind of like the, the the snatching of the pen or these little moments that happened, it was there. Right. You didn't see it. Not so like, oh my gosh, this is so such a complicated, hard to understand no, no, I'm not saying it's difficult. I mean, it, it. I think it is challenging. It's a challenging oh, movie. It is, no but question. not like everything everywhere. It's challenging because it's traveling into other, uh, a world we, we no one knows. <laughs> sure. And different dimensions and things like that. So yeah, um, but um, I guess I guess what I'm saying is I because I read some like think pieces about this movie after oh, I watched it, like okay. people trying to piece together all these these loose threads and sure. go like. Oh well, this it actually you know from this point of the movie on it was all in her head or it was all a dream uh, and like the people who were like they're like trying to figure it out and I guess my pitch is that I think the movie is happy not trying to make everything work like not trying to make sure every little point is tidied up and right. made sensible to you right it's just about this one person's experience right. And I like that. Yeah, I like I that agree. commitment. Yeah, um, that probably that probably wraps up my positive yeah. things. Let's go to the dark side. Let's go to the dark side. Um, <laughs> so let me. Do you want me to jump back to the thing I stopped myself from talking about earlier? You asked me the best actress question, and you texted me, and you said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You said, uh, uh, "Is that what best you... actress?" And I replied, "Like, well, I you know I understand She's why good, she'd be praised, but she wouldn't be your pick." Well, because my frustration, and like I said, I'm not sure this is with her or just with the movie. I think I'm deciding I don't like I don't like the screenplay. I would oh. be a little upset if it won best original it screenplay. Um, I, that's I a hot take. <laughs> that's a hot take. <laughs> Remember that, folks. Don't um, like the screenplay. Interesting. No, because I think it's. It's overwritten often, and that's what that was my thing. Like I, like you're saying earlier, she presents herself. Even if you're just thinking about the open interview scene, like yeah. it's the very first time we meet her in the movie, you're a few minutes in, yeah, and it's just her talking, and she's so pretentious, and right. she's so over the top, and it's like they lay it on this academic ease stuff so thickly and she's so full of herself i know and it's like i understand that the movie wants me to think that about her like right. it's not like i'm i'm upset because i don't understand her and i'm a simpleton and like she's you know it's like i understand the movie wants me to think that she's pretentious like she right. even describes herself later in the movie as garrulous right right she's she she the movie identifies that she knows that she is pretentious <laughs> So it's not that I'm misunderstanding the movie. No. But there are a lot of parts like later in the movie, especially where I just felt like the writer was trying to impress me with their not their like all the research they did. Right. Yeah. I felt like that a about, little bit too. About composers and right. orchestras. And I'm like, people I'm sure that people don't talk like this. Like even even at the highest level of right. of performance and uh artistry. Yeah. Like no one sits and looks over a score and has a conversation with the musician and says like, 
the dynamic marking is forte. Like right. people don't say that. It's they would just say like it's forte, right? right? They wouldn't. They don't. They don't define their own words as they're saying them, right? Because the people in the room know what you mean, right? And so there's a lot of moments like that, or like when two people are having a conversation about like old historical composers. And they say like, oh, he isn't he the one who threw a woman down a flight of stairs? It's like that's like the writer showing the research they did. Correct. As they were working on the movie and they put it in the character's mouth so that they could kind of show that they found this fun fact. It's like right. they don't need to say that to each other if they know who they're talking about. Correct. And so there are several moments like that where I'm just like, I understand that I'm supposed to she's supposed to be kind of uh irritating on some level. She's supposed to be like She's at such a high level and she's just she doesn't care what other people think so much. And right. she, this is the way she talks. I understand. This is the way she treats other people. I understand. This is the way she's choosing to present herself. Yeah. It's very self-centered and she's very confident. And I get that about the character. But I just feel like there are a lot of moments where I could get all that and it not be so like wordy overwritten yeah. like I, that that i got that feeling a lot so my initial reaction when you asked me that question like is this the performance of the year i'm like she's very impressive and very good at being this character right that has all these facets and even more so as the movie goes on sure but um the writing really gets in the way of me loving the perform like the performance gotcha. totally okay even though i think it's a it's an accomplished impressive yeah. Per performance yeah but i just i just like i don't i would not i'm not into yeah. i wouldn't like to watch it again just for that reason even though i'd like to watch it for other reasons again yeah the writing is uh, it bothers me you know you know what i have to say to that dave what do you have to say that's fair <laughs> that's fair <laughs> no so the i so i had a note about her being one of my dislikes is, is is that she's she's so pretentious and i didn't in my notes and in my mind i wasn't I wasn't thinking of it as a dialogue thing, but I guess it actually is, or a script thing. Well, that's the thing. Like, as I did, whose feel fault is this, right? I'm like, the, I think uh, it's the script. Well, and so the writer is the right field. I know, which it, complicates it, it, right? Makes it right, uh, or simplifies it, depending on the way you think. Possibly, about it. <laughs> um, yeah. But there was, I didn't catch it, or it didn't bother me as much as it did you. But there were a couple moments where I'm like, wow, it did. It did feel like so he just did a Google search right. on some key terms that you use when you're writing now, for all i know todd field is an ex he's he's like a, he's a musician himself i don't he's know played in orchestras and this right. is his wheelhouse and he didn't do research he just he's a fan and he knows all this right stuff. so but and i just, get like yeah, at feels. some point as a filmmaker you're so i mean this is what's interesting so as it feels like as a director he, he was trusting his audience like nobody's business exactly and as a writer Maybe not as much. This is, I think that is ex the perfect way to summarize like my, if if not to skip ahead, but my overall feeling about the movie. Yeah, is I loved it visually. Yep, and I think all the actors were great. Yeah, but the, I found the writing to be a distraction more off like enough that it it literally distracted me from the other things. Which okay, I think I think the movie really didn't want me distracted by it. Again, right. unless you're just trying to make her. You're trying to make her seem right. frustrating and insufferable. Right. But it's not just her. It's like kind of everybody. Yeah. I didn't feel it. What now it, it is in there and it's not like on every page and every scene. No. But it does pop in more than than you would think because and again, right, it becomes a decision of like, well, they're going to in this conversation, they're talking about this person. Now, nobody in the right mind is going to have any idea who this person is unless we tell 
you know, at some point right. your, say your the name mission is times, to right. like the, so a good move, like in the script is at the beginning, like let's do an interview with her and we're going to read off all of her accomplishments as if you were sitting there. Right. So it doesn't feel out of place. Right. And it is. And it underlines that she's putting on kind of a performance. Correct. And she's trying to highlight certain yep. elements of her career and hide others. And right. she's right. It does and a it, lot of story and it's work. A pla- that right. opening interview is a platform for when you would tell those stories because people are asking you these exactly. big questions. Right. Who's one of your favorite composers? Exactly. And who inspired They just like you? tee them up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, but that, that doesn't feel out of place. It's kind of later on with like the luncheon conversations and things like that. Yeah, um, I agree. Okay. Um, so my other dislike, and I kind of sort of hinted at it, but it took, it solved itself because I just felt like it started slow. Yeah. Um, it just throws you off. But by the time you get to the end, I feel like it's all well served. Like, yeah, oh, there's this little, there's a quick shot of something. Oh, here's all the end credits at the beginning. What's going on? And now it's this very long interview scene with Kate Lydia Tarr. Um, but it, all I'm saying is if you can get through that, <laughs> you're golden. You're, yeah, well, <laughs> you're good. You're good. So, yeah. Um, so what is, I like that. Um, do you have more dislikes? Was it really, the I think I, as I out? read down my notes, I have like many iterations and additional examples of just that. Cause I think yeah. it just, that's what just kept coming up. Cause I was enjoying the movie. And yeah. then, like, like some line would bother me, and so I'd like I'd scribble something down, like, "Oh, we're doing that again." And yeah. So I just I think I, I kept noting kind right. of things along the same lines, um, and so it probably wouldn't wouldn't add any information right. for me to just, just write another off uh, more yet another example more things. But I will say, I will say I'll agree with you that like the certainly by the end of the movie, you made some comments about the ending earlier and how it kind of adds this maybe unexpected final act onto the end. Yeah. It does kind of change your perspective on things at the beginning and like everything kind of, I don't know it, it does. um, There's kind of a full circle-ness to the story that is, that is really nice. And that, I think that's my struggle is like trying to decide like, so is that, is that kind of making up for, is it correcting that earlier impression that I, of a thing I didn't like mm. because that was intentionally over the top in right. order to contrast the later moment where that stuff is absent? Right. You know, it's like, to what extent should I be crediting the director writer for this thing that got me going because right. maybe it prepared me for Correct. something later. And yeah. so like, I'm, it, I'm, I struggle with that, but I, I think ultimately I would have, yeah. I just would have have a, had a heavier hand right. in the in the script editing. Right. But Kate Blanchett, you know, admirably delivers every 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 line and right, plays yeah. the character. So it's like I can see why she's getting all the accolades yeah. and why people are calling it like career best performance. Right. Like I prefer her in like the life aquatic. Like I would rather watch watch her in that movie, but she's very good in this movie. Right. Yeah. Just, you know, and, right. Well, they, yeah, you're you might have something to do with the movie, the movie, right? Right. <laughs> Less with Kate. No, but maybe. I'm saying I like the movie. Yeah. I like, I liked yeah. how it looked everything we said about the, the visual style yeah. and the, and the sort of, so, I like the sounds. It's a very sound-driven movie. I like all that. It's very. I like yeah. its use of sight and sound, and just building up to these these moments where things just kind of explode and crackle. Like it's, I, right. I enjoyed all and, that. And as you said earlier too, like it isn't like you the it doesn't end. You're like, well, I know exactly how to feel now. You know, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. You are. It looks like 
because as you think back through it, it does look like maybe she was becoming a person and had become someone that she didn't like. Like she was just, you know, like anyone who has whatever problem, uh, you know, you're, you're doing a thing that you know is not good. It is not right. And you like an addiction, whatever it is, you can't stop. And it sort of seems like when the, by the time we get to that last, like towards the end of the movie, she is confronted with uh, something that has been like, I don't want to say her calling card, but like how she's manipulated maybe other people in the past uh, or to get them to do things that she wanted them to do in her orchestra or whatever and um, in different relationships. And it, it sort of looks like maybe she's, I don't want to say like made amends for that. I mean, it's actually doesn't, making faces at you i feel like we're getting into kind yeah, of yeah maybe kind so of, uh, i don't know it's uh, it's it is maybe we have to do a tar spoiler spoiler talk you know <laughs> maybe not okay i won't say anymore yeah um so here's so the take on tar is the take on tar that'd be a good name for a book in the, in the movie tar on tar take on tar the take i on had tar. well i got kind of a hot you go with your take i think i have a hotter take my take i don't know we don't have a rating system on this my previous rating system. How many system, hot dogs? My previous rating system was when to watch the movie. I, I recommended that you watch Plane on cable on a, I think a Sunday afternoon when you're stuck at your parents' house. I think that was my. I think Tar is what like the occasion you would want to throw this on is like you're in a contemplative mood, and um, you got like the house to yourself. I think this is and and it's like you got the evening and you're just like you know what. Let me throw on tar. Let's in, and you got to kind of buckle up and just be be willing to just go with it. It's the kind of movie where if you watch it with like a group of people, it would be that brings too many sets of eyes and ears into the room, and and maybe it it complicates things and people get frustrated. People are asking questions, but if you just have a, I think it's a private experience kind of movie. Did you watch it by yourself? Uh, Started it with Heather, um, and. And then I think she she was intrigued enough to finish it, but couldn't couldn't hold on. It's two and a half hours, and by the time I sell that, and I did I did watch it all with Kelsey, and she as I told you earlier, she helped me in a few scenes right, yeah. to, to as I was jotting that down notes good. to so, tell me what I wasn't watching. I think, um, I, yeah, I things think up for me. It, it is so. What so what are you, what are you saying about Tar over there? It's good. It's good. I think it's the kind of movie though where if you miss it, like you just go like. Oh, I didn't get to that one this year. This is the movie in 2023 that you look back and go, I know I never saw that right. in 2022. I feel like for a lot of people, it's going to be that movie. That yeah. they, but I think part of it's just availability. Like right. this movie has not been, maybe if it's on like a major streaming yeah. service in the next few months, more people will give it a shot. Yeah. And I guess I encourage you to give it a shot. I think it's yeah. a good, a good it movie. Is, it's a, it is a hard sell. So my I would say it's a it, challenging movie. My take on it is... I liked it. Yeah. I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. Yeah. And uh, my initial reaction is I think I liked it more than some other movies that have gotten some then notoriety. Bunny? I think I like it more than Plane. <laughs> what? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I mean, it's like you're saying, so just saw it, but um, I recently just saw everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. I, I might have tar above that. Sure. And and above like the Fablemans. These are like some movies that were Yeah, sure. I yeah, was they're ca- acclaimed quote unquote movies. movies of the year. Yeah. Um and 
granted, I went into uh, Fableman's really wanting to see it and went into everything, everywhere, and everyone <laughs> been talking about it. Everything, everywhere, everyone. <laughs> Triple E. Oh, my goodness. Um, and so maybe that the expectations were too high. And this one, I just didn't know what I quite was signing yeah. up for. And kind of it, a plane experience, you might say. <laughs> it was intriguing. Um, but like Dave is saying, it's it's a you're not just gonna click on it and also try to get something else done. You know, yeah. like you um, got to be. It's a thinking movie. You have to pay yeah. attention, and you have to not right. that not that it's like yeah. it's trying to trick you or out, out fox but you. It's, but you gotta, it's just like to really enjoy it. I think you have to give it. You have yeah. to give it the full right. the full your full attention if in it full was space you know i just don't kind of let it wash over still you. with the movie theater i'd say that that would probably be a better bet too it'd probably be a good uh, one i think it'd be a great it'd be a great movie to see in the theater yeah. if you get that chance for sure for sure. not yeah not at home at your parents house yeah. on cable in a lazy afternoon <laughs> totally different that that's the opposite that's of the, the situation opposite. you want to watch yeah you want to watch tom yeah so uh any other closing words here on tar just, or i mean i Bunny? want everybody to think about yeah their favorite looney tunes character and just have good nostalgic thoughts about it look up a couple clips remind yourself of the favorite scene the one that's stuck in your head careful we might someone might bust us for the oh maybe the copyright police will come get us yeah so if you um if you're into the oscars check out Watch Tar. It's got up a, for a yeah, bunch of Tar, awards. Tar is a good one. I think uh, I'm yeah. glad if, if if only for competitive reasons between you and I, I'm glad I watched it because I think it's already morphing my feelings about the ballot. Oh. And we will see if I am bold enough to break from the herd. Oh. I, I don't know. It could There's be There's a lot it, there of scenarios out things. there. That's all I'm going to say now. Yeah. So. Well, historically, as we've introduced on the ballot, we're very close. You very know, close. we're within a couple a couple categories of each other Correct. usually. There've been other blowouts, but usually we agree on, you know, most right. of the categories and so they're kind right. of out of the competition basically. Yep. And then there's like four or five that's like yep. it all comes down to. So um, whenever there's a chance that another category moves from total agreement to ooh maybe a discrepancy, I know that's when things get interesting. Right. So I'm saying tar might might make things interesting. Yeah, is all is all. I'll I say. think so. I feel I feel like because there's not even a clear front runner for uh, like best picture and and some I thought you're voting for Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> well, I would vote for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the Academy will go I for see. it. So all right. Uh, we'll see. So, uh, thanks for listening and, uh, check out long haired hair for sure. 1949 never looked better. <laughs> <laughs>